I, I always enjoy this time of year going into Christmas. It's one of my favorites, and I know it's, it can be a challenge for many, but for me, fortunately, we don't have a lot of stresses in our family, and I always start looking at the Christmas story and start thinking about the beauty of Jesus and the powerfulness of this story. And so I've, I've called this message today, I Hear Voices. And how many of you are worried about me, the fact that I, I said that? So I could use your prayers because it's true. I do hear voices, lots of voices, but so do you. We all hear voices, sometimes just our own. But you have conversations with yourself all the time. Did you know that? Yeah, right now you just said, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. We do. That's our, that's our thought process. That's how it works. What's funny to me is when I start having a conversation with someone else and they're not even in the car with me. But I need to justify something I did, so I'm planning. You know, you talk, you know, you buy something that you didn't have to buy, and you're going to have to explain it to somebody. And so you start thinking, well, this will help with, you know, and you have this whole conversation. And then you kind of wake up and go, I'm having a conversation with nobody here. And they might not answer, might not say any of the things that I'm saying, but at least you're, you're practiced up if they do. Right? That's how I view it. Well, Mary started to hear a voice she had never heard before. And it's a powerful voice. It was from a guy who was a, an angel named Gabriel. We don't always know what the voice of angels sound like. I mean, Hollywood gives us these voices of God that are big and robust and powerful, and I don't know how accurate they are. But a voice is a big, de a big deal. I, I don't know if you'll recall this. I can just barely remember this as a kid when we used to have these big boxes sitting on a counter with a long cord. Sometimes they hung on the wall. And, and they were called a telephone. How many of you remember those? And they were big and they were heavy. And, and they did not have a digital readout. So you had, if it rang, you did not, there was no caller ID. So you had no idea who it was going to be on the phone. Do you guys remember that? Some of you young people are looking at me like, what is he talking about? Yeah, this was a long time ago. But you actually had to let the phone ring, and then you could make a decision to, to, to answer it and find out who it was or not answer it at all. You didn't have the choice of looking at your phone like you do now and go, nah, decline. Um, you had to pick it up, and you had to say hi, and you had to listen to see if you knew the voice. Now, I've been researching a little bit voices Every person on the earth has a different voice. Our vocal cords are really complex, even identical twins. So how many voices do you think you can learn to memorize in your lifetime? Any idea? Hundreds? It's hundreds. But um, scientists say that it's different for every person because some people are smarter than others. <laughs> it's true. Some people have a higher intelligence than others, and they can actually recall a little better. So if you can't recognize someone's voice, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Um, just use your caller ID. That'll, that'll help you. But they also say that with two words, if it's someone you know well, within two words, you will know who it is. That's how defined our voice is. I wish that I knew the voice of God that well. I wish when he said two words to me, I would know it was him 
but sometimes I don't. I've never heard God's voice or the voice of an angel in an audible way like Mary did in this story. But I'm trying to learn the voice of God. How about you? And the whole goal of today is to try to kind of come to this place where we say, does God talk to us? And if so, what is it that he wants to say? What is the message that he has for your life and mine? Obviously, he had a big message for Mary, and that does impact our lives. There's even a TV show right now called The Voice. And if you've never seen it, there's some judges who don't ever see the person. They just listen to their voice singing, and then they choose whether or not they're going to want to train to make that voice better or not. All by the voice. When Bonnie calls me or our kids call me, I know it's them immediately because I've heard their voice many, many times. Matter of fact, the other day, I was in a grocery store talking with someone in the bread aisle, a very confusing aisle. <laughs> How many breads are there? I mean, seriously, it's, I feel like there's hundreds. And so I, I, was just, I was just so confused, just looking at everything. And I was talking about that with someone, and someone from over the top in another aisle said, is that you, Pastor Jerry? <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, how'd you know? They said, well, I thought that I could hear your voice. And I thought I better be careful. <laughs> Sometimes we hear these voices, and and we know them because we've heard them. We, we recognize them. In, in John chapter 10, there's this passage that Jesus said about his voice and his sheep. I just want to read it. I'm the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my what? Voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. How, did in the how in the world did God come up with the plan of sending an angel to say this to Mary and having Jesus through a virgin? Like, was this a meeting in heaven where God the Father said, all right, let's all, let's all get together here? And, and they started talking about, I don't know if this was hundreds of years in the making from maybe the minute of the fall of man. I don't know. There is no time with God, so we don't know how it happened. But, but God, it's like, let's get some angels involved. Hey, Gabriel, how about this idea? You, you, <laughs> let's get a, matter of fact, let's get a host of angels. Let's get a choir. Because the Christmas story has all this stuff in it. I mean, it just, it's, it's a big story, and there's lots of stuff from heaven. There's dreams and stories and angels and choirs, and it goes on and on. But right here today in this story, there's a little gal named Mary, and what she's about to hear is going to change her life forever. She's not the kind of person that thought we would ever be talking about her 2,000 years later. Guarantee you. Never dreamed. But God wanted a message sent to her. Number one in your outline, the sound of a new voice. It takes us a while to learn how to recognize a voice. You have to hear it. And once you hear it for a while, you get more accustomed to it and more accustomed to it until you sort of memorize the tones and the inflections and, and, and all of a sudden you, you recognize this voice now. In Luke chapter 1, verse 26... We have the story of Mary and this angel coming to visit her. Now listen. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, 
God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now, this appears to be a true physical showing of this angel. And we're going to see by her response, she knows it's not a human being. She knows it's a messenger from God. So this would be a big moment. If an angel uh, appeared in front of me and said something like this, how many, if that happened to you, it would freak you out a little bit? I mean, it, it just would. And so we have this beginning, and, and Mary doesn't know this voice. It's a new voice. To our knowledge, Mary has never had an angel speak to her or God speak to her in her lifetime up to this point. And it's sort of a strange greeting, favored. You've got the favor of God on you. The Lord is with you. You know, if I'm just commonly doing my daily duties and, and something like this happened to me, I, I, it would cause me concern. Like, what in the world is this about? Why is God showing up with this angel? Why is he talking to me? God may have plans for your life that you have no knowledge of to this point. At any day, your life could go off into a whole other direction if you're listening to the voice of God. You don't know when that's going to happen. And, and you'll see that happens to Mary in this story. Number two. Dealing with the things that I don't understand. Dealing with the things that I don't understand. Now, this is, this is something where I want to just pause for a moment and talk about it a little bit. Because Mary does not understand why she's being chosen. Like I said, she's a pretty ordinary person. There's nothing seemingly special about her, though we know she is very special or God wouldn't have chosen her. But look at verse 29. Confused and disturbed... Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Now, are those two words that you typically associate with the presence of God? Confused and disturbed. You know, usually, usually we say things like, man, I just felt the peace of God come over me. Like, I can't even explain it. I was just sitting there in the room, and it was like I had this assurance that God... I have, as a pastor, I have very few times where people sit down with me in my office and go, I'm in an amazing moment with God right now. It's just, I'm so confused and so disturbed. It must be God. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not, that wouldn't compute in my brain. What do you mean you're confused, you're disturbed? Sometimes the plan of God is confusing and disturbing to our minds and how our minds work. Hear me carefully. You can be in the perfect will of God right now in your life and be confused and be disturbed. So don't, don't let that annoy you. Know that, that God still has a plan. He's a God who can do the impossible. We heard that last week. Wasn't that amazing message from Dick Foth last week? I mean, there's nothing impossible with God. And all of his stories, I love that guy's stories. I mean, some of those are true. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. Please tell him I said that, though. So Mary shows us and teaches us that here God's presence is right with her and she's confused and disturbed. Sometimes we don't know which way to go. 
Sometimes it's important for us to own the truth about what we feel with God. And we just can say it. Lord, I'm confused by this. I don't understand why this is happening to me. Why is this word coming? Why, why, why? She is basically saying, I don't get it. I don't know why this is happening. I'm confused. I'm disturbed. But I know that I'm going to trust God because she goes on to say that in her life. There are times when we are vulnerable. Dare I say that in your confusion and when you feel disturbed in your spirit, you might be more willing to listen to the voice of God then than in any other time of your life. When things are perplexing you and you're not sure where to go, I seek him more in situations like that. I tend to stop and pause and say, Lord, I need to know a little more. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm feeling what I need to be feeling here. Help me and show me. Number three. Now, this is where the story gets really interesting. How can I replace fear with trust? Because what typically happens when a, a new voice comes into our life, especially like this as an announcement, fear immediately grips us because we don't know where it's going. We don't know what's happening. Anything new or shocking, we tend to be afraid. So how can we sort of replace that fear with learning how to trust that God does have a plan? I want to give you a couple ideas of this. First of all, here's what Mary did. Verse 30. <laughs> I think this is kind of hilarious about what, what Gabriel's about to say. Don't be afraid, Mary. Oh, yeah, I'm just a big angel talking to you from heaven. Don't be afraid, though. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. I sort of wish the angel would have, would have stopped right there, because that is like a, a natural place to stop. Mary's a little overwhelmed. Would you agree? So you're going to have a baby. You're going to call him Jesus. But no. The angel knows, you know, he's celestial, so, so he knows the bigger story. So instead of stopping, he says, oh, he will be very great. He will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Don't be afraid, Mary. <laughs> it's like he just goes off into this whole thing. I can just see Mary's eyes this big around like, well, I'm going to have a baby? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, can we go back to that part? I'm going to have a baby and he's going to what? See, we see this much of the story. That's all. Sometimes this much of the story. And God sees the whole story. I have a dear friend named Elvin DeGaben. Some of you know him. Elvin and Violet. Wonderful people. Been around here for many, many years. And first time I met Elvin was at his house Bonnie and I stayed with them, actually, when we came out to Fort Collins to look for a house to become the pastor here. And there was a beautiful pie that Violet had made on the counter. And he walked over to it, and he said, honey, talking to Violet, he said, cut that pie in half and give me a piece. <laughs> I, I've always remembered that. because he, he saw the whole thing right at a glance. I wish it was that easy with us. But sometimes God only lets us see a sliver. We only see this moment right now, this space in our time. And, and we're very limited in what we know about eternity. Fear grips us when we face things we don't understand. And what does fear bring? Think about it. Fear brings, it brings all these anxiety issues into our life. It brings panic. Fear can bring a reaction rather than a response. We, could, we can do things we would never ordinarily do because we're afraid 
I, I think, you know, I, I have fear occasionally when, when maybe I should. Fear is a good emotion to have to keep you out of danger. I don't fly all that often, but, but when we do fly, usually to Arizona, by the way, um, just a side note, this past Wednesday afternoon, we had our fifth grandchild, a grandson, in Arizona, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. So I promise I will only show you 56 pictures in a minute of, no, but that was really cool, but it, it made me think about trust and, and, and what Mary must have felt with this little one that's going to be in her stomach. But when I get on an airplane sometimes, I'll sit there for a minute, look around, and these, these flights to, to Phoenix are usually like a 737, so they're pretty big airplanes. And I don't have much fear about it because I've done it enough. But every now and then I have this thing like, I'm about to go 30-some thousand feet in the air in this box. And if it blows up, I'm probably not going to make it out of here. You know, it's just this, this weird moment. And then I go back to reading my book. You know, it's just kind of like, okay, I'll just deal with that and move on. You know, what does it mean? And then, and then I think flying, you know, I have a little, maybe there's some fear, but until I drive on I-25 and I realize <laughs> you should never be afraid of flying. <laughs> Ever. You should be afraid to drive on I-25. When Bonnie hops on the back of our motorcycle, I think she's the most trusting person on the planet. When you hop on the back with God driving, you better believe he's trustworthy because he will take you places you could never go by yourself. And it's an invitation to Mary. Hop on. Let's go. I always taught my kids, be very wary of people who say, trust me. Whether it's financial planning or well, I, I could go into lots of professions. <laughs> A preacher. I'll just say it. I, I mean it. Because if you have to say, trust me, you may not be proven trustworthy. I would rather say, let me watch your life a while. Let me watch your integrity, your character. Let me see how you do under pressure. Let me see when, when you're put to the test if you really are trustworthy. If you're trustworthy, then I will trust you. And God says, I am trustworthy. Taste and see. Go ahead. Wait it out. Follow me from a distance. Ask me any question you want. Have the feelings you need to have. Because at the end of the day, if you look at my pattern and what I've done from beginning to end, you will know that I am a God who is trustworthy. Trust me. Mary's finding that out right now in the story. And I love this part of the story. Now, it does take us to kind of a well, let's just say it. Number four, the voice of reason is not always God's way. The voice of reason is not always God's way. I, I have to be very careful. I don't want to be misquoted here. I'm not saying that God is unreasonable. Because if you look at, man, if you look at the universe and creation and science and all the things, you know God is very logical. God has a sequence of things that he's created. He's put... Stuff in the universe that just can't happen without that divine order. I believe that with all of my heart. But when it comes to our lives and, our, and his will for our lives and the way he gets us from point A to point B, it's not always what I expect. 
And that's where this story takes a twist to it that I'm not really trying to be funny about this, but it is a little humorous for us all these years later to look back on it because of the culture that Mary lived in, there was no artificial insemination. Is it okay to say that? So, so in her mind, even though she's young, most scholars believe she's a young teenager, which was common for, for women in that day to, to be married. Think about this. So in verse 34, after this great announcement from Gabriel, she is just back to, I'm going to have a baby. She can't get away from that. No matter who he is, no matter what his name's going to be, and this is where she picks it up. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. She's, she's stuck on the physical part. That's normal, isn't it? That's what happens in our lives. But God, you can't do this. Um, this is not normal. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren. But now she's in her sixth month. And then that big statement from last week. For nothing is impossible with God. And I'm sure Mary went, oh, okay then. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think she still, I, I think she had a lot of questions that she was kind of afraid to ask. Like, I think she's looking at Gabriel going, do you understand how it works with humans? Like, I don't know how it is with angels, but, but this has to be a miracle. And I'm a virgin. And he's saying, it's going to be okay. Don't worry. We, we got this figured out. How can this be? That's the question. How can this be? We say it all the time. How can this be in my life right now, Lord? How can this be taking place? Nothing is impossible with God. God can think of doing things with your life that you would never dream he could possibly do. That's why we trust him. That's why we offer our life to him. And that brings me to the fifth thing, and this is a very powerful response from Mary that I want to talk about for just a few minutes. Mary responded, oh, how will your voice respond? Sorry, number five, how will your voice respond? Because we all have to respond. You know, when God nudges you, when God talks to you, when God's wanting to take you somewhere, you're going to have a response. It might be no thank you. It might be, I can't do that. It might be, I'm not able. That happened a lot in Scripture. Oh, you got the Moses, you got the wrong guy. I can't, I can't do that. We're always overwhelmed with the big plan of God. But look at what Mary said. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. What kind of a statement is that right there? Is that a resolve? That's, that's just a flat-out resolve kind of a statement. But look at her next statement. May everything you have said about me come true. And then Gabriel leaves. So, so I don't know. I, I see things in the Bible different than some people. But what I see happening in Mary is I see this resolve that she says, look, I don't understand all this, but I'm the Lord's servant. That part I know. I, I have been. I will be forever. I'm the Lord's servant. That's good enough. This other stuff, Gabriel, that you told me, may it be like God said you know, all that stuff you said, okay. But you know what she didn't say? At least it's not recorded in Scripture. She didn't say, I believe you. 
She didn't say, yeah, I knew this was coming. I had a feeling about this this morning when I woke up. I was going to have God's baby. Ha <laughs> ha! No. No, you know what? She's so taken by this that it's new to her. It's, it's shocking to her. She can't get it in her system right. She's saying, I, I belong to the Lord. I'm the Lord's servant. I get that part. And man, this, all this stuff that you just said, okay, may it happen to me, but I don't know. I'll find out. And Mary lived to find out, didn't she? Her stomach began to grow with a little baby named Jesus. You know, she had to explain all this to Joseph. We may look at some of that next week. This is tough stuff. Wow, how do you go to your fiancé and say, I'm having God's baby, you know? That sounds like something that would happen in our culture here today. It's a huge statement of faith to say, I am the Lord's servant. And it's a huge statement of trust to say, may it happen as you have said. I'm willing don't know what is involved here. Don't know if I can do it. Don't know if I really should be trusted like this. But I want it to happen as you say. Here, here's the catch. Mary didn't say, God, I'll do all this if you give me that nicer house. God, I'll do all this if blah, 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 blah. Right? I'll do this if, 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 if. She simply says, I'm the Lord's servant. May it happen to me as you have said. We all the time put conditions on what God is putting in our hearts. And I'd like to just propose today that maybe in these final moments, you can just kind of say, palms open, God, I'm all yours. I don't understand where you're taking me right now in this disease or this family breakup or this horrible situation with my kids or my parents, whatever. I don't know. But I know you're a God who loves me and has a plan for my life. I'm your child. And that's enough for today. I'm going to hold on to that. And I'm going to trust you to show me the rest of the story day after day after day after day. Because that's what faith is. And that's what trust creates. Would you pray with me, please? Lord, this moment kind of defines some things in our lives of how willing we are to trust you with our lives and our future, our tomorrow. Would you be very real and very close to every person under the sound of my voice right now? Let them know you're talking to them. Let them hear your voice. Even those, Lord, who are confused and disturbed. With heads bowed in here, I, I just want this to be an introspective moment. And I want to pray over those of you that are in a situation where it's confusing and disturbing. I don't want you to be embarrassed by this at all. I'm not even paying attention to who lifts a hand. If it's to God, you're going to lift it. And I'm just going to pray over you concerning that confusion and what's disturbing you. 
You can be right in the will of God and be confused and disturbed. Those are Mary's words. And so please let us just pray over you going into this season. There's a lot of stuff that could happen that brings confusion to you. If you're in that right now for whatever reason, would you just lift up a hand to God right now? Lord, I pray for my family members, my brothers, my sisters right now in this confusion, whatever's disturbing them, that they would know you are there with them and they are not alone. God, reveal to them now that you are a God of hope, of grace, and of mercy, and you do have a plan that they cannot see, that they will walk with you day by day, just like Mary did. Lord, may it be as you have said, I will trust in your plan for my life and not in my own. I believe you. I am yours. I am yours. Just tell him right now, I am yours, Lord. I am yours. Thank you. You may you put your hands down. The second thing I want to pray for today is for those of you that are going to face some real challenges during this Christmas season. I was just reading some stats this week about how, what the, how high the percentage is of people who will be with, with family members they really don't want to be with. This, this is all very sad to me. I'm trying not to make us depressed, but I think God can help us. Some of you are going to face someone you don't like. Someone's been mean to you, they've, they've broken trust with you, and maybe you're justified in your feelings, but, but you're going to have some, some tests about when you will not say the thing that comes to mind, or what you will say, and how you will respond, and will you keep the peace, will you be godly, all these things. In one moment, you can undo what God's been trying to work on for a year, and I just want you to be sensitive to that. And so if there's some volatility in relationships that you know you're going into in these next few weeks, would you let me just pray over you? Just slip up a hand. Lord, I pray for my, my family here that you would be very, very close to them as they encounter situations that they cannot foresee what the outcome will be. But if the past gives us anything, we know that it might be challenging. And so I just ask you to bring a lot of wisdom wisdom in the words that are spoken, the attitude behind the words, and the details of the conversation. Lord, show them when they need to avoid the conversation altogether, and show them when they need to show love or forgiveness or grace, even when it's undeserved. Let us be the godly in these moments, I pray. Lord, give us that strength. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.